you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Naked. Today, our interview is with Mark Granger. Mark helps leaders and their teams have a big impact, providing some of the world's most prestigious brands like Aflac, Marriott International, Porsche, and Harley-Davidson with conscious leadership, communication, and personal change strategies. Mark takes people from pain to power to clarify their story, uh, the story that their business tells and, and helps them tell it far better than they could even imagine. And I know this personally. Hey, Mark, welcome. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here, Colette. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to dive in. You and I haven't been uh, as connected recently as we once were, so I'm sure we're going to be catching up and, and diving into this conversation today. Absolutely, and I love authentic conversations with authentic people who can get real and raw, so let's dig in. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this thing has been doing this. I don't know if it was like, what is like these sometimes balloons are popping off behind me. So I just take it as the universe is like, yes, keep talking about that. Great. And I'm like, okay, I will find universe. Fine. Um, okay. So I, um, I would love to hear a little bit about how your personal path has led to your professional success. Wonderful. Beautiful. Well, I think one of the things that I teach and one of the things that I realized is I can't separate the two. Yeah. Uh, and, and people that do and can don't resonate with me. Um, mm -hmm. I used to take that very personal. Uh, I've always been a people pleaser and hard on myself. And that's gotten in the way of that path a lot in my life. So as I started stepping into my power and stepping into my leader, I've had to learn how to take that personal part of me that's a people pleaser and a need to make people happy and a little wounded and learn how to parent him and grow him up and uh, and give him what he needs mono and mono and it's it's mm -hmm. really been the path of leadership what i consider transformational leadership within myself and that's what i help people do yeah yeah i um was there a point on your personal journey because i know you've been in the field for how many years like decades yeah over 20 years yeah 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 and so was there a point uh prior to getting into this field and 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 doing you know the work to become like an elite uh leader in this field um but was there a point that like was a like a pivot point where you're like, holy shit, all right, let me just take what I, my own pain and turn it into some power and some wisdom and stuff. Yes. Like, was there well, a specific yeah, there's situation? Been, there's, been, there's been points all along the way, but the, the, okay. uh, the original domino uh, happened in college. You're going to like this story. The original okay. domino happened in college and I fell heads over heels in love with Anne-Marie Madden. She was my first real love, and we had about a year-long relationship. It was fantastic. I was, it was just, I was, I was in awe. It was great. Uh, but I also was someone, because I was a people pleaser, I wasn't really myself, and I robbed her of seeing the real me. Um, and so when that relationship ended, it, it was the hardest thing I'd been through at that point. And yeah. what I realized is the trauma that had come from the relationship I had with the narcissistic mother. Um, I'm like, I do not know enough about relationships. I do not know enough about women. And I started a whole path, uh, and I'm probably, I was 22 at the time. So I started a whole path of personal growth and development at that time. Uh, and it changed my life. I mean, I absorbed myself into books. I ended up changing my major to psychology, uh, was hitting the path of becoming a marriage and family therapist. But what that really was, was the shift 
to being intentional in my own personal growth. Until then, I didn't realize my value for growth was my high, one of my highest values. Mm, yeah. And tell us now how, like, how the, your values actually are um, honored or put to work, so to speak, in your world. And it could be in your work, in your relationship, and just like how you're showing up. Like, sure. how do your values come into the forefront in what you're up to? Oh, Colette, that's such a great question. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to, I'm going to volley it back to you when I'm done to give me that same yeah. answer, because I think okay. it's, I think, I think that is, to me, that's the epitome of leadership. Yeah. And, and what I found is what I thought for years, I was someone who was authentic and, and, um, and doing my thing and growing and, and on my game. I was really in, I was really in a trance of self-delusion. I was okay. fucking lying to myself all the time. <laughs> and what I, what I realize now that I have perspective is that I was, I was really lost in my, in my own need to verify my value to me to, mm -hmm. so I became the seeker, always looking, looking, looking and trying on, Oh, I should, I should focus on the positive and I should use powerful language and I should start tapping. And I put all of these, all these modalities on top of, uh, a system that was basically broken from trauma yeah. and didn't know that I didn't realize, I mean, I knew intellectually, Oh yeah, I got trauma, but I didn't realize the extent that it was keeping me out of integrity with myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that to me is a lifelong, lifelong journey where you're learning what truly are your values because so many of my values were about me approving something to myself in the world yeah. rather than being truly honest with what my value might be mm -hmm. or values might be. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I think I, I could be wrong, but I think that is actually part of the path, right. Of, of sort of stripping ourselves down. This podcast is called let's get naked, right. It's about stripping down the layers of we'll call it ego. We'll call it like just conditioning, like fucking being human, stripping down these layers to get to who am I at my core? Another way to say that might be like, what are my core values? Who am I going to show up as in the world? And like always work into maybe not working to, but always expressing and exploring, like what is the most aligned and authentic expression of myself? And so I do think that, you know, to your point, like using all these modalities and just piling on them on top of the ego, the wounded ego, right? We just don't know any better um, at certain stages of, of this evolution. Um, but once we do, it just is, there's like, for me, I'll speak for myself. There's compassion, like, oh, bitch, you just didn't know that you were being so self-centered. And, you know, even though you were talking to, like, you thought you were doing the work and there's actually, um, more to be done. And I think that that is an ongoing journey, honestly. Um, but yeah, so my, uh, you, you wanted to know my top two values are tattooed on me, Mark, like that shit <laughs> is, is there for a reason. And, um, and it's interesting because ever about every year thereabouts, I will do a values assessment. And um, it's something I do with my clients as well. And I have this like four page document with all these values and whittle it down to five, the top five values. And interestingly, for the last handful of years, freedom and love have always been on my top five, but the others 
have shifted some, have evolved. And so, which is fine. I mean, as, as I have evolved, so have my, you know, values, priorities, what I, who I want to be and how I want to express in this world through my work, but also in personal relationships and so on. So um, outside of work, like what are, what would you say is like your, what's your North star? What guides you in, in, in your, just in your whole life and whole world? Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I, God is what God drives me and what guides yeah. me. And so it's been, that's one hell of a journey because I wasn't raised with God. My mom was raised Methodist with a lot of hypocrisy. Her stepfather was Catholic. And so she just saw your quintessential 50s and 60s uh, kind of hypocrisy and uh, around religion. My mm -hmm. father, on the other hand, was raised Catholic and extremely tapped in. Uh, so he would, you know, he baptized me, but I mean, we had Christmas and it was about presents and it was about family and we had all, but I didn't really get what religion was really about or what I would call spirituality. Cause I yeah. think religion, religion is about dogma and control. Um, so it was interesting because I started really getting spiritual, um, around in graduate school. I was, um, becoming a marriage and family therapist and I skipped graduate school to see Marianne Williamson speak. Mm. And this was after she, this is like 1996. So she had had her book, A Return to Love. I had read it. I had bought The Course in Miracles. And it was this, you know, it's this big old thick book. And I, it was over my head. And um, she had had her new book come out around Illuminata, all around prayers. And I went to see her speak. And after I saw her speak, I started studying A Course in Miracles. And I started okay. focusing on speaking. And so that path is always revealing to me, uh, whether it's my personal or professional path, it's always revealing to me how I'm getting in my own way. Mm. Um, so that, that to me is what guides me and then learning how to discern. Cause I don't really, I don't really hear a voice that I used to try. I used to get upset because I didn't hear God talking to me. But mm. what I realize is he speaks to me in a lot of other ways through sensations, through intuition, yeah. through, through serendipity uh, yeah. a lot, you know, serendipity, things showing up. Yeah. Um, it's really quite amazing. And so what's interesting is just a couple months ago, I've come full circle as the fundraising director for Marianne Williamson's 2024 presidential campaign. Amazing. And it's absolutely divine, divine yeah. call showed up. It was, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Love that. And I love that God is the North star for you. I think that's a beautiful thing. I, I also didn't have, I, I didn't have any religion. I mean, we, my mom was Catholic and as a very, very young child, before I even knew anything about anything and could even really understand what was being said, we went to church, but just, um, there was a point where I think my dad was like, I'm not going anymore, you know, go if you want to my mom and my mom would take us. And then we got to decide whether we wanted to go or not. And again, I'm still like, I don't know, maybe five or six or something. And so I didn't like, I stopped going to church with my mom or, around that time. And there wasn't any like, um, say grace over the meal or really any call like there was there, there was just no religion or spirituality for that matter um that I was raised in in fact I can remember in my 20s when I was doing all the drugs and partying uh and living that lifestyle there were times where I was just you know as a as a young person often does but is figuring themselves out like I would 
reach out to my mom and try to like for help, for support, for like, help me like do the, help me understand, help me, whatever. And she would say to me, you like in so many words, like you need to find God. And I, at that time I was just like, that, like, that's not helpful. You know what I mean? I was so resistant and now I get it. <laughs> now I get what she was intending, but, bec- but, you know, just, I couldn't hear it at that time. And now I have a direct, like from what I perceive and understand the way that I experience, like I have a direct channel to the divine and that is my guiding, my North yeah. star, so to speak, is I, um, I, I absolutely value the guidance and the, like uh, the feedback of others like yourself. And I've had elite coaches and I, I, you know, and, and, and all the books and all the courses and all the retreats and all the things, right. As, as support systems on my path, um, and I've reached this place where I, th- I I believe that they were all leading me to me, not me, Colette Davenport me, but the me that is animating the I am that is animating this I body love, mind. love how you say that. And the me that's animating the I am, that's, that's good language around that. Uh, yeah. And I think it takes a long time to get to that clarity. Uh, I think it really does, Clyde, you know, and it's, you know, it's, I think it, it's hard because I remember one of the first personal development books I read was uh, The Roadless Travel Book, Travel by M. Scott Peck. And okay. the, the first sentence in that book is life is difficult. <laughs> and I always thought that life would get easier as I got older, but I, I'm realizing that as I'm getting older, I'm waking up to the truth of how much I'm not who I'm called to be. And that's very painful. Uh, and so to me, that's what being a leader is all about is really understanding if you're going to all, if you're going to all the seminars, you're reading all the books, you're hiring coaches, you are on a spiritual path, whether you realize it or not. Uh, yeah. And there's something that's pulling you, calling you to say yes to this and say yes to that and say yes and say yes, uh, because it's shaping you in, in some way. It's shaping you the way a coastline gets shaped by the ocean, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I agree. What is your overarching philosophy on life or reality? Maybe is a better word. How do you see reality? I'm curious, right? Let's go there. I I see reality as a dream. I think. Oh, me too. Okay. It's a dream. Uh, That's why there's been times in plant medicine, specifically mushrooms, where I've been, I'm seeing that truly, truly our essence is that we all are hanging out in nature laughing and rejoicing out of how lucky we are to be in this amazing place. And I'm just going to say earth because I believe heaven is on earth when we make it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like uh, to me, nature is what really guides me on the wisdom of life. Um, mm-hmm. What I love about, what I love about nature is it's just so regenerative. So like when, when an animal dies, everything about it is feeding the earth. It's feeding other animals. It's feeding insects. So there's nothing that, there's nothing that the universe creates that doesn't have a purpose mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't serve the next round of life and regeneration and death. So this mm-hmm. life and rebirth, life and death and rebirthing, I think is a huge theme for me. I'm also a Scorpio. I think that's a big part of the Scorpio uh, path as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I think is the philosophy is, is really looking at how nature works 
how it creates and births something, how it elevates and, and shapes something, and then how something dies and gets taken back in ashes to ashes dust to dust mm -hmm. and bringing it right back into being the fertile soil that new birth comes from. Yeah. So then would you say that you have had those cycles of like death and rebirth, like the Phoenix? I mean, there's a reason I got a Phoenix tattoo on, you know what I mean? Like the shit is all on purpose, Absolutely. but I'm asking, I'm curious about for you, like, have you, what are those cycles that maybe you've gone through? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and what I'm seeing is where I'm at now is I'm intentionally seeing the struggle with um, the parts of me that really are done and okay. they're to struggle to stay alive. And yeah. so this death and rebirth thing, death is truly a painful experience. Birth is also a painful experience. Yeah. Um, and so learning that pain is a part of life, but suffering is not, mm -hmm. I think is one of the biggest lessons I'm here to learn right now. Mm -hmm. uh, is that, yeah, I can endure pain, uh, but suffering is a choice. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, and then matter of fact, it was, it'll be a year ago in February that I had probably the most profound spiritual ego ego death that I ever had in a medicine journey. And oh. it, it was really, it was, it was, it was really scary. I'd never had anything like that. It was, it was mushrooms, but it was, my, my body was just going through a lot. Uh, I was, it, it was, um, it was almost to the level, a little bit violent for me. I came home with all these bruises and, um, but it was, it was so cathartic because I, I really saw, it was one of those moments in life where, you're heading this way and now you're heading that way. Yeah. Yeah. What did you let go of as a result of that? Ooh, that's a great one. Um, control. Uh, However, I've picked that back up. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I always have to keep trying to remind myself of because part of that is, uh, I also think the other piece that I let go of is ambition. Oh, um, you know, yeah. ambition to me, I see for me, it's become, you know, I was just always wanting to work. I became a workaholic and then that became toxic and that made it really hard on my relationship with my wife, Shannon. And so I was just pursuing something at the cost of my soul and the cost of my body. And I'm like, why am I doing that? And it was to prove my value to me and to God. And so really, I think what, when I really sit and reflect, what I've done is uh, go, you know what, I'm just going to let God bring to me what's meant to come to me. And if that's, if that's painful, I can handle it. And it, more than likely, it's going to be amazing because I'd already seen how much God had brought into my life with me kicking and screaming. Yeah. So right. I'm like, how can I just let go and realize that, you know, my dog, I, I'm a big dog runner. My, both my dogs, they are so at peace and they have such a great life because they just, they just be in the moment. Yeah. And yet yeah. great things come into their life and great things happen. So that's where I would give the gift to anyone is just stop pushing so hard because yeah. there is, um, how's, how's the, I got a phrase that God gave me one time that was, uh, you need do nothing and yet no thing will go undone. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, because it's just our ego, which is a useful construct for embodying in the human form on Earth. 
needed construct, not just useful. Uh, but it's just that ego that is striving for validation or thinking it needs to control in order to remain safe or 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 whatever it, whatever it's driven by, right? Um, but that soft inner knowing that we can call it God, we can call it our higher selves, we can call it spirit, whatever, soul. Um, that part of us is like, chill out. <laughs> You're yeah. good. Nothing yeah. you got to do. In fact, you actually can't do it. You will be, you will act it out. But the, the um, animator is something that you actually can't even understand with your lumicid human, like human ego. So yeah, I love that for you. I know that I'm sure that, um, you mentioned growing up, I believe, with the narcissistic mom. So I'm sure that as a coping strategy, the control, like being able to navigate and control your environment to some degree, made yourself feel, your ego self feel safe. And so at that, at that stage, it is a very useful, if not needed, you know, approach or coping mechanism or whatever. But at this stage of life, like you're the only thing that might be threatened is your ego's like perception of itself. Right. And so, yeah. So I love, and, and by the way, I'm saying all this cause I get it. I know it. I've been there too. Yeah, I was just, I just had the epiphany like, cause you're, you're so wise and people who work with you and listen to this podcast, they're very lucky because something is being transmitted through you. It's very powerful. It's very palpable. And, and, and so with that, I'm able to reframe some of the things that have gone on in my life. And, and it's so, it's so critical for people to understand that, uh, this concept of letting go, uh, of you need to do nothing and yet no thing will go undone. There comes a point in time where we work to prove ourselves and then we work because it's what we're called to do. Uh, and you know, I look at Marianne Williamson right now. She, she doesn't need to work. And she's right. busting her ass against all odds and being raked over the coals to run for president. And this is a daily, day in and day out thing, seven days a week that she's doing for a second time. Uh, and it's only because she is called to put this message out there uh, and she sees the shit show that is our world right now and really believes she's here to make a difference. And she's standing strong in that conviction. And that takes, that takes the inner work that most people, I think, um, have not been able to do uh, is to to put yourself out there um, and to be raked over the coals, to be dis uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, disrespected and brought down to you know just torn up. Um, yeah. That's really hard to do. Um, yeah. And so you know I I aspire to that, and I, I ask other people to ask yourself. You know we 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 lie to ourselves, and being these liars, it's hard to really understand what we truly stand for. And then when you do you're hit with this idea that you have a lot of, at least for me, I have a lot of trauma locked in my body as body pain and body tension. And mm -hmm. that trauma causes me to repeat patterns over and over and over again. Um, and that is really hard when leaders find themselves in that because their whole idea of breaking through is to do it, is to do more. You know, let yeah. me work harder, faster, bigger, stronger. And, mm -hmm. and that doesn't work. That just, that just wipes you out even more. Yeah, yeah. When you were talking about Marianne Williamson and her showing up 
you know, because she's called to what I got the sense of is like, because she is, she is living in and from and as love, right? Mm -hmm. So she's showing up and taking a stand for that, which we all are at our core. And so I had these full body chills when you were speaking on that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not, she's not trying to get somewhere or prove something to someone because she's got this big ass ego that needs to be seen as the world leader who, you know, is like the smartest one in the fucking room. Like that's not what she's up to. And I don't know anything about her. I'm just like, Right. Getting just in my basic sense of the situation, I I don't involve myself in any way in in those converse politics or anything of that nature, um, because my my work is the like I have a greater impact staying staying at the in the zone where I am my most powerful. And if I tune my attention into things such as politics, I'm so glad she is and you are and other people are, I like applaud you, but that's just not where I'm called to participate. So I speak from what I'm speaking on now, not from any personal experience or very, very limited knowledge and interaction, other than to say it's clear that she is guided by a higher power and in love and light and is a a vessel a vehicle a messenger and and if if and when she is in the primary leadership role like oh my god think about the exponential wave of, of awakening that will occur simply yep. by her having more uh, uh, airtime or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like more <laughs> eyes on, on her and not her, the ego body mind construct. I mean, that's a, that's a helpful, again, very helpful, very useful, <laughs> right? That she has the path that she has behind her, but her, that light of wisdom, that torch of wisdom and love, um, getting more attention like i am a huge fan of like let's put people like you let's give people like you and me reality tv shows i mean shit that's why i started this podcast like (laughs) let's just do what we do and talk about what we talk about and shine like we shine and like shit on youtube that's hard colette because what what captures the ego's attention is the shit show and yeah. that, that's what's really, really hard is when you look at the Donald Trumps and you look at all the stuff, mm-hmm. the thing that pulls people in is they don't know what he's going to do next, where Marianne is very even Steven, very even keel. She's predictable and it doesn't grab that part of our monkey mind that is like, and then we become influenced and addicted, you know? So I think it's important for everyone to recognize that we are in a position where our, our government and our country is, there's a spiritual warfare going on right now. There's a reason why a voice like Marianne Williamson is being squashed and a voice like Donald Trump's is being animated. And, you know, and we're at a place to where I believe everyone in this country is, is being called to play a role in our government. And, and it's that's really hard because it is negative. And there's a group of people in this world, most of them Donald Trump fans, that MAGA kind of mentality that feed on the chaos where you and me, the chaos exhausts us. And we're like, fuck no, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So that is the warfare that we got to go into because we need to be able 
to recognize, especially now, that there is a role we play as an American citizen in our government. And to get clear what that role looks like, and I was, you know, my parents, they are, they are Republicans, and the Republican Party is not what it used to be. But they're, 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 they're hypnotized by the, the, they're hypnotized by all the shit show that's going on. And my dad asked me one time, he's like, how do you find the truth? And I'm like, well, number one, you got to turn off the electronics. There's a reason why it's called programming, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to turn off that negativity and get some silence so that you can come back not to hear the truth, but to be able to see the lies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is where we're at now is people need to see when you are turning on any kind of screen, who is the person, the leader behind the message? Why is that message being broadcasted and who's benefiting and where's the money? Follow the money behind what they're seeing. And so that you can, because you can feel, you even said, oh, I got chills. That's a good way to know you're seeing good, you're, you're getting a good message is when you start to get goosebumps and things like that. Mm -hmm. You're getting something mm -hmm. real there. So mm -hmm. I think that that's really important for people to see is that we are in a place right now to where a lot of the powers that are coming on that are, I'm going to call them evil, want people to tune out from what is going on in government because then they can make decisions without you knowing what's happening. And the next mm -hmm. thing you know, we're in a position where we don't have the life that we, the luxuries that we have as, as U.S. citizens. Yeah. Well, and I, I hear you. And I think that this is, again, this is part of that. We talked about the pitfalls on the journey or on the path of ev our, ev our evolution. And we can look at it from a personal perspective, but let's zoom out and look at it from a societal perspective or even at a, you know, as an American, like we are all on the path of evolution, whether, whether we like it or realize it or not, it is happening. And so oftentimes, as we know, there's the, the birth, the death, and the rebirth, right? So as, as systems crumble, crash and burn, like new ones will be born from that. And hopefully, you know, as we, and I think we experienced this during uh, lockdowns and, and the, the last period of difficulty that we went through globally is we experienced um, loss on every level, um, loss of freedoms, loss of loved ones, loss of uh, resources, loss of like jobs, loss of <laughs> easy shit from the grocery store, like all kinds of loss. And so we found ourselves having to re um, reimagine what are what what freedom means, right? right? Can right. can we be free in a confined scenario? So I really think like, fuck, it's already been, ha it's been happening for years, that things are speeding up, systems are collapsing and um, f forced or otherwise, right? And so um, it's inevitable that new things will be born from the destruction. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it, <laughs> I, the, I always say it may get worse before it gets better, but I mean, the faith, the faith yeah. that is what we like and, and, and the true North, the North star, right. For each of us, whatever that may be. And then, like you said, use your body as the sensor. Does it feel good? Does it feel right? Does it feel hopeful? Does it feel at ease at peace or is it jacked up and like clinched up and like angry and you know, all that shit. <laughs> they they say that at the turn of a century, 
there, uh, there is always some kind of spiritual awakening that happens. So it's like, it's like a magnifying glass when you put the sun through it and you're able to get it really dialed in where it starts to start a fire. Yeah. So there's an awakening that happens at the turn of the century. And we had the shift of a millennium. It wasn't yeah. just a century. And then with that, look at what happened. The internet, just all these things happened within a 20 year span period. More has happened in the last 20 years than the previous like 2000 years, maybe yeah. even more. And so there's, there is definitely some kind of shift going on. Uh, yeah. And it's meant, to, it's meant to get us to re reevaluate what yeah. love means, what freedom means, and how to use our minds and our voices differently. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So the people that you work with, the leaders of organizations and um, those that you guide and, and work with, um, what are you seeing happening with them? Is this conversation that you and I are having, having rather, uh, part of the conversation that you're having with your clients? And 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 are, is it is it spreading, Mark? Or is it? Yeah, is it I think people okay. are getting aware. I know there was a big shift for me, and I saw it change a lot in 2008 when Oprah hosted um, Eckhart Tolle on around okay. the new earth, a new earth. Um, mm -hmm. That was when Skype was introduced to the market and they, they actually, they actually sponsored that. And she was getting 20 million people around the world to really start to understand. I thought that was some of the most powerful wisdom shared all over. And I have just seen more people understand, at least understand what the ego is when it comes to the leaders that I work with, they are aware, but they're having an awakening and that's why they're in a lot of pain. So I work with leaders and their teams that are in pain. Physical pain, they're getting tra trauma stuck in their body. They may not recognize yet that it's trauma or they do, and it's not really the priority of their life. They're ran by work addiction. They're ran by ambition. Uh, they want to they make an impact in the world. They want to make a lot of money in the world. They want to matter in the world. All those things are wonderful and beautiful, but it, usually it's at the expense of their body. Uh, mm -hmm. It's at the expense of their spiritual connection. It's at the expense of their relationships. They're, they're having affairs. They're, uh, they're addicted to, I mean, if you are an entrepreneur and you're not, you're not admitting to yourself, you have an addiction, then you're lying because the pressure, the pressure of going out there and finding a client and serving that client and dealing with team and dealing with taxes and raising funds and doing another funnel and doing another launch and all it's, it's overwhelming and people don't talk about it and mm -hmm. it's very toxic and it's toxic mm -hmm. on teams. There's high turnover and usually women have to drop into their masculine men have to drop into their asshole. Uh, and yet they put out this persona that everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what I'm seeing is that they're at a breaking point to where they can no longer do, do it the way they've been doing it. They keep trying it. Like I said, bigger, faster, stronger, better but they're doing the same thing that doesn't work uh, and just ramping it up. Isn't going to be it. There's got to be a, a way, a new way of being. Uh, and it starts with, it starts with stop fucking lying. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. love that. Well said. Thank you. Uh, yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I have observed that as an entrepreneur and in my own journey and business in the last couple of years and I stepped away from my business for about eight months I took some time off and um to 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 reiterate right because what I had been doing I felt like to use the the analogy like the gum that's had all the flavor chewed out of it what I had been doing while it was successful and helping a bunch of people and doing you know all the all the good stuff I just it, it felt flat for me there was something more that wanted to to come forth and 
Um, and so I did what any typically speaking entrepreneur does. I invested in a program to leverage and scale and, you know, pivot and do these things. And, and, and I gave everything that I had to it. Um, and it crashed and burned. And, um, and that's when I was kind of like, okay, well, let me just take a break and, um, be still nice. and step away from all of the, here's who I am now. And here's what I can do for you now. And here's how I can help and so on and so forth. Like, which are like very normal, conventional, viable ways of, of, of pivoting and bringing your gifts and your uh, abilities to the world. But for me, that, to your point, you were using this like harder, faster, more, right? Like that was, it, it literally didn't work for me. In fact, it crashed and burned. And so I just had to step away from the whole thing. It felt like a massive fucking failure. Right. I'll tell you that it appeared that way. Um, but because I'm, I'm going to use quote fingers am so tapped in and understand, right. I was able to see it for what it was and it had, it's the crash and burn. It was the death of what I was no longer satisfied with. Um, but the faster, harder, more wasn't the way out of that. It was the, I surrender. Right. And I was sort of forced into that surrender. Um, right. But that time period allowed me to even, even, <laughs> even more mastery around my connection to my inner guidance and listening, looking, feeling for what was next. And it took a while. I have to be honest. I was not happy or comfortable with how long it has taken right. to birth the new baby business or whatever. But um, what would have happened if you wouldn't have stepped away and gotten still? Well, I reached the breaking point. So if you had asked me that on the journey, I it would have been about... <laughs> Where were you two and a half years ago? I'm kidding. Uh, why weren't you asking me this, Mark? <laughs> but um, I had no other choice, right? I, I, I went until there was no other choice. And um, so I was forced to step away. And that was the greatest gift I could have been given by God or, you know, who, whoever's running the show, you know? And um, yeah, it's, it's so now, right, this conversation, this podcast and the work that I do with my, my clients um, and, and colleagues, uh, it's 100% authentic. And, um, and I don't have the, the, the need to follow any specific formula to make it work for like to get it out and be, you know, seen by thousands, hundreds of thousands, like that whole piece of this entrepreneurial game. I am no like, again, the hands in the air, I surrender. I am showing up to shine my light, say what I say, offer the message and let that be enough. Right. And I believe the other pieces to the puzzle um, will fall into place, but I don't need to be the one as the entrepreneur, solopreneur to be forcing myself to hustle and grind and, and burn out the way that I have in the past right. to, to do all of those things. I, I, I love what you said there because it reminds me of kind of um, a metaphor that I have seen. You know, I, I was born and raised in Alaska, so I've really tapped into a lot of nature and just really watched the, the patterns of nature. And it, it can be interesting because in the winter, 
there'll be these these pretty violent uh, avalanches, and they just take out every tree that you could possibly oh. imagine. Uh, and it, and it just there's just a whole section of the mountain that's just clear cut. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, why would, why, why would that happen? Because if we were to do that as a, if we were to go up there and do that, everyone would be all upset. Right. Um, but because it's organic, it, I feel like it's intended to happen. It's the way the, or the, the, the work, the earth works. And when that happens, it can literally block a river and now become a lake. And then that lake begin, then that lake becomes something. And then it has a drain off on the other side that now feeds something else. There's always something that breeds life out of the death that occurs. And uh, that's, that's ultimately what happened to you is a river got blocked and then you've been able to just build it up. And it, that tree doesn't have to, that, that river doesn't have to go. I need to build a, I need to build a lake. It just, everything just falls into place for that lake to take place. And then a levee breaks and it starts to now create another river. And there's a, path, a little bit of a path of destruction, but pretty soon that just becomes a new, almost a new neural pathway um, that allows you to think differently and be differently on the, on the right. planet. Right, right. I love that analogy. Or I guess it's, yeah, I love that visual that you just painted for us. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, on that note, I'm curious about, you know, how visualization or um, imagination, you know, your inner tools, let's say, how does that, how do you use your imagination and visualization um, in the work that you do? Wow. I, I hope everyone realizes how important that question is. That is fantastic because your, your mind is your greatest enemy and your greatest tool. Um, yeah. and, and you really need to learn. Uh, I have a program called Inner Game uh, Warrior, which oh. uh, which has an app to it, and the app helps you gamify your personal growth and mastery of your mind. Uh, and and that ultimately means ultimately visualization. Uh, into intuition, I think is different. Um, when it comes to to me, intuition is about getting a message. To me, imagination mm -hmm. is about create. It's this process mm -hmm. of creation. And that's mm -hmm. why we run into a lot of problems is because our brain is imagining all the time. And it's about learning to step into that leader who is choosing what you imagine. Uh, and so we have to begin to realize that if our life isn't working, if we are struggling, it's because of the stories we're visualizing and the stories we're telling ourselves. And those stories are nothing more than a brain made up enigma to solve a problem that the brain created because that's what the brain does. It goes problem story of what that problem means so I can now go into solution mode. And if you could just take that, if you, if you can just take what I just told you, that the brain is there to solve problems. So it's going to, when you don't have problems, and as we start to awaken and we don't have problems, I mean, most people are not worried about getting their next meal. They're mm -hmm. concerned of, am I going to get the vente iced latte or the grande iced latte because I want to keep track of my carbs, mm -hmm. right? When that becomes, look at how that creates a stupid problem. Mm. It's not a problem. So I think for me, it's really about learning to see when my brain is creating visualizations and auditory storytelling that mm. do not serve my highest good that are actually usually repeated and based mm. on the trauma that's stuck in my body, as opposed to going, getting that intuition and then using your imagination and that storytelling to create something beautiful. And that yeah. always occurs in the present moment. That's right.
Yeah. Well, everything occurs in the present moment. There's not even a moment, right? It's only the present. And it's so interesting. And this is the thing that just I love talking about and love having conversations with people like yourself who who can talk about this uh, intelligently. And the idea that you know, time and space or a construct, needed construct, but a construct nonetheless of our human mind, right? The limitations of our mind in order to experience the diversity and multiplicity of objects, apparent objects, needs the time-space construct to do so. But right. then all of our spiritual teachers and, and wisdom traditions and, and even the thing that you just said and what we're all talking about and even in like personal development and entrepreneur, like the present moment, the present moment, come back to the present moment, right? And so we're all pointing to something that is um, what we know to be the truth and to have such, such impact, such satisfaction, fulfillment, happiness, peace, joy, love, right, is that moment, the presence of being, and yet, we're, the idea, like, you try to, you try to have a conversation with people about time and space being a construct, a made-up, not a fundamental, useful, not fundamental, construct of reality, and, (laughs) and there, and therein lies the problem, right, we're, we're perpetuating this, um, problem based where the brain is like okay let me figure shit out because 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 i am a solid separate entity that needs to survive and therefore let me find the problems in in my in my space to protect myself from or to fight against and then we just are perpetuating that motherfucking paradigm in rather than right Rather than the presence of the a presence of being, it's like, oh, that's where all infinite, like that's where the imagination is limitless. That's where joy is infinite. That's where love is unconditional. That's where peace simply is. <sighs> Beautiful. So, <laughs> yeah, the Course in Miracles talks about. Um, for those of you who don't know much about the Course in Miracles, it's it's a really powerful book that Marianne wrote. She wrote she didn't write the Course in Miracles. She wrote a book called A Reflection on a Course in Miracles, which has driven yeah. a lot of people to this beautiful piece of work that was just downloaded by the divine. Yeah. And in it, it's got three separate books. It's got the it's got the um, the main the main book, which is the the text, which gives you all the kind of the philosophy and the strategy, and then it has a workbook, which is a three hundred and sixty day mind training specifically small little meditation every day and one of the things that the course of miracles talks about is that time is here for use it's to it's for us to learn when you when you first open the book it says that this is a universal curriculum and that everybody will be taking the curriculum in their own form it may not be the course of miracles but everyone is called to go through this curriculum of purification of the mind and understanding how the mind works so that we move from fear to love and that love is the only thing that exists. If it's in fear, it's an illusion created by the mind. So <laughs> as we, we need time, the only purpose of time is to learn how to use our mind to create mm-hmm. love, not to create fear. And when we've learned to do that, the, the need for time will then be done. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, um, as much as I, you know, enjoy these conversations and uh, listen, 
I wallow like a pig in mud. <laughs> I wallow in in my sort of my knowing, my presence, my when I'm in like that meditative state, right? I it it is just ah, uh, I'm like fuck. You mean I got to get up and do stuff because I am so happy right here. And also I like to eat real good food and drive a nice car and like do shit with people. And so I have to, I have to write, it's, 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 um, I used to, it's funny. I used to, on this spiritual path, I used to be like, yeah, I get it, but I don't understand, you know, I could, I could never is what I used to say. I could never be somebody who like a monk or a nun or, you know, these people that live this, is it called an aesthetic life? I, I don't, I don't know the right terminology, but they have essentially removed themselves from the kind of life that you and I are living right now right. in second. order to second. Okay. Yeah. Yep. In yep. order to to just really honor and hone and be only, only devoted, if you will, to consciousness or God or the Holy Spirit, whatever that language is for them. Um, and I was like, oh, I could never do that. But guess what? I'm like, oh, maybe I could, you know, but I, uh, but also I enjoy. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me push your button on that a little bit, Colette, because okay. I, I, I believe that, well, you know, because you said something very telling, you said, you know, I could just stay there in this blissful state. And then I'm like, but you know, I want to be able to drive a car. I want to have nice food and I want to be able to do things in the world. And I, I believe that's just as much an impulse from the divine as it is for, as, as sitting in, as sitting in Lotus pose for yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there, I personally don't trust someone you know except for maybe the dalai lama but someone who like goes and isolates themselves for a lifestyle or for, for uh, that's their life i don't trust them as much because it doesn't feel like a, a practical spirituality mm -hmm. um now that doesn't mean that they don't have wisdom and things to share and beautiful stuff because all of us have that but i really believe that right now we are on this planet to help shift the consciousness of this planet which means we all have a role in doing not yeah. just in sitting. And, and that yeah. I think is really important is that there comes a point in time where we're, we get off the, we get off the yoga mat, we get off the meditation cushion and we go do that, which we are called to do. And if it doesn't scare the shit out of you, then it's not really your calling. And yeah. that, that, that's where I think a lot of the leaders that I work with start to come in on is they're ignoring this calling because it's so, Ooh, it feel it feels very scary, and that, that's the mm. sense of a spiritual warrior is this yeah. person who's going to go out there. Uh, Buddhists say that a spiritual warrior, warrior is someone willing to fight the ultimate enemy, which is self ignorance mm -hmm. uh, and self lack of awareness. So getting getting aware, pulling away the veil of perception to see the truth, uh, we have to sit on the mat to do that. And then when we see that the truth is, go there. Mm. that's when we that, that's where we have to start learning to honor that and i think that's mm. the biggest challenge i know that's been the biggest challenge for me is learning to honor that impulse because it's so it's so scary and so big yeah it is and you're absolutely right i that's the that's where i'm at so just recently i feel like i was in my chrysalis and you know turned to goo and then but also then became the butterfly and now it's nice. like okay let me flat let me flap my wings. Let me, let me go show, show how pretty yeah. it's I know. Right. Like, Oh yeah. But, um, but to your point, yeah, I, I, um, I am just now feeling that urge to fly with this new body of wisdom or whatever you want to call that. And it is, 
where where there was once the the satisfaction of sort of knowing what I what I asked to know um, and and having that for my own knowing and wisdom and understanding and peace. Um, there is now, I mean, that's again, why we're doing a podcast, um, but there is now that, all right. And it's not an, a forced thing, right? So that rolling back to the being still to be guided to the next iteration of my body of work. Well, now it's, it's fully baked and it's time to, to serve it up to hungry, I hungry love folks. It. I love it. And, yeah. you know, and you're, you probably are already noticing. And so I didn't know what you, you know, you used to do a let's get naked podcast. We were talking before that you did that years ago. I didn't know you then, but I mm -hmm. would venture to guess. I'm almost certain that the energy upon which this podcast is being created and being is a different energy. Edgar Tolley, one of the things he says is the energy we use, which to create something gets attached to that, which we create. And I've always loved that because at the time I was like pulling my hair out. See, I don't have any hair left. I was pulling my hair out in stress and overwhelm. Is it good enough? Am I going to do it right? Am I going to get it done? And then running up against the stress of deadlines and team and disagreements and all that sort of stuff. And that was getting attached. Even though I was doing really great work in the world, that was still getting attached to that when I was creating. And like, so how do we create something that truly is full of a vibration of peace and connection and love? Uh, and we can only access that with spaciousness and silence. Mm -hmm. That's where it lives and breathes. Yeah. And then the move, like the inspiration to act is organic. It is mm. not a force. It is not yes. for likes or approval or validation. Um, it is simply an expression of that which we are now being and, and are bringing to the world. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have a question. Uh, well, maybe a little, little sideways question. Uh, if you woke up tomorrow with no memory, in other words, you weren't able to like refer to anything at all. What do you think would get your attention? Uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Cause I'm like, you know, there's, there's a uh, part of your brand is this sense of, um, of uh, divine sexuality. And I was mm -hmm. just going to say, well, what about consciousness and sexuality? And I, I'm also Scorpio. So I don't, I think that, that is part of just, I think everyone is sexual. I mean, we're, we're just, we're, we're alive and being alive, mm -hmm. we're here to do that. I think more people are ta tapped into that, but I, I think it'd be really, I think that would probably be the thing that I noticed most so that, uh, that in a sunset. Um, uh, with just probably to, and then animals. I, I just am yeah. fascinated by wildlife. I, I yeah. just, they just yeah. move. Me. Yeah. I had well, it's all a lot of really great experiences with wildlife. When Shannon and I, we were in the Bay area and we came here to, um, to Austin and we had met with, I met on the phone, on the internet, I met a, a, a real estate agent. She's fantastic. And uh shout out to Marsha Kim. So she, uh, she took Shannon and I all around the Austin area for two days over the course of a weekend. And I mean, while I was with her, she said, I've never seen anything like this, but while we were with her, we, we attracted uh, coyotes, we attracted 
deer. We attracted snakes. We attracted a, a dung beetle. It was just everywhere we went, there was all this wildlife just showing up uh, and it was quite uncommon. So yeah. yeah, I think that would probably be the thing I noticed the most is just being able to mm -hmm. see other life and being able to reflect that there's something we share. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say. Everything that you mentioned, women, sunset, wildlife, nature, it's all nature, right? It's all part of who you are and you're a part of what it is. Like, it's just, you would notice yourself. Yeah. Uh, I love being that. reflected. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Love Isn't that. that what we're all doing anyway, is we're just noticing ourselves and some of what we're like... <laughs> I don't like that. It's is just a part like it's reflecting something back secretly, like stealthily that we don't like about ourselves right. and sunset and beautiful women and animals that are just doing their animal thing, whether it's rolling yeah. up a dung piece of dung beetle, you know what I mean? And like it's just so, living its life. So, he was so talented at that. We were watching him do it and it was amazing and fascinating. I mean, Colette, you just yeah. really touched something in me there. You know, I think, I think I really kind of think the problems that we have day in and day out, I think that I, I really, you know, they got, they say, you know, make plans and God laughs. Right. Um, Cause I really, I really think that who we truly are in the nature of this world is that it is this beautiful thing where we are able to see each other and just bask in the beauty of what life means. What, what does it mean to be alive, to be consciousness, um, and I think, I think the whole joke is that we make it hard and we make it miserable and that we bring pain into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I personally am really focusing in 2024 on how to be more playful and joyful, uh, just, just as a way of being as the, as the vibration that I want to bring into the world. It's mm -hmm. so easy to revert back to being too serious and having to have it all together. And I'm under construction and I will be for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a perfect way to end this conversation, unless there was something we didn't touch on that you would like to before we wrap this one up. You know, I think I just want to tell you, thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Um, you know, you took eight months away from your business uh, to just learn how to be. And that's the mark of a spiritual warrior with courage. And that's what mm -hmm. I want to anybody who's watching this that has watched it this far really take some time to reflect on, on the scariest thing you need to do to get, get yourself back into that center of peace and purpose. You're meant, you're meant to have these kind of dark nights of the soul. If you're called, yeah. you're meant to have them and you will be held. And you also really learn who your real soul family are. You know, uh, you can't do it alone. You're not here alone. Uh, it may not be your nuclear family that's there to support you or seize it, um, but you can surround yourself with community and when you have the right community, they see you because you see them. And, and it's, it's, it's really, truly a beautiful thing. So life is yeah. beautiful. Let's get naked. Yeah. Yes, uh -huh. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect ending, like, and mic drop. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I, uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you for raising your hand when I put the, put the, the bat signal out and uh, said, who wants to get naked with me, you know, on my brand new podcast. <laughs> so thank you for stepping forward and sharing uh, your message and shining your light. And we'll put all your contact info in the show notes. But um, for someone who's just listening to this, how can they 
connect with you, Mark? Yeah, I would love to give them something really of high value today. So I have uh, I have an assessment, an audit called the, the trauma audit. I believe that the biggest ceiling to leading your life and stepping into that is learning how to overcome the trauma that's in your body and to understand that. So the traumaaudit.com will take you there. It's going to help you see where you're putting a ceiling on your business. It's going to help you be able to reveal the role that trauma has played in uh, repeating the patterns that keep you stuck. And then after you take those assessments, uh, we'll have an opportunity to have a one hour report of findings. And it's, it's over a thousand dollar value. If you put in the words, get naked, uh, all one word, uh, you'll get it absolutely free as, as my gift and as Colette's gift as well. Wow. That's a surprise. What a gift. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And uh, thank you for being here and for everything that you're up to in the world and like make that, make that woman win, make, put yeah, her right. in the seat, in the yes. queen seat, in the, in the leadership role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you yeah. Colette, for doing the work you're doing. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Mark. All right, you guys, we will see you on the next one. Bye for now.